Chapter 17 Top Secret In the back of that van I saw nothing, but I heard jets and helicopters flying overhead. The ride came to an abrupt halt, and the doors flew open. The guards inside of the van threw me out onto the ground. The guard that opened the doors stared at me with anger seething through him. He had papers in his hands that he was reading or scanning. His eyes bulged and looked hatefully back at me once more. Pierce, the half-blood, we appreciate you turning yourself in and saving us the trouble of having to hunt you down. We need your services today. We are going to put you in contact with your mutant alien friends by way of radar, and you are going to lure them out in the open where we can kill them. Am I clear to you, Pierce? I will personally kill you with my own two hands if you got a problem with that. He cruelly threatened. That's impossible. They won't listen to me. How would I do that? No, I can't do that, I said. When I said those words to that guard, he struck me in the face with his sidearm. I've bled before, but this time there was a lot of blood coming out of my mouth. He continued hitting me over and over. Then once again, he addressed me. You most definitely are going to lure those aliens out and into the open. You are going to help us, am I right? He practically challenged me. I just shook my head to make him stop beating me. Maybe I shook my head because I honestly had enough. Maybe I shook my head because I was getting brain damage. There was no way for me to tell anymore. I was losing my marbles. My mind was beyond exhausted. I looked up into that guard's eyes to see what he was planning on doing to me next. Good boy. We'll take you to the radar inside then. Your friends will die one by one if you fail to do so, he threatened. They had to drag me now. I could not function normally anymore. I was tired. They threw me down onto the seat of the machine. It was a space-sized radar that could project nuclear radiation and amplified by a thousand times the force. The plan of Area 51 was simple. Get me to lure them out of their protective shield and kill them. It would end the war between humans and aliens just like that. Armed guards with camo surrounded the machine and manhandled me roughly with intimidation. I was bleeding from the mouth profusely, but nobody cared. Blood was allowed to flow anywhere and everywhere. It could go on the machine itself, myself, or on the ground. It was okay with them. Not a problem, as long as that blood came from my friends or me. The radar fired up, and I was connected to it with electrical wiring and steel attachments. It was already sending the signal into space. What I saw on the radar screen was that it was not into far space, but right above our celestial dome. The aliens were already near and possibly watching what was happening in the open air on the Earth. They gave me my commands and held a gun to my back. Say to them that it is all right. Say that you need help. Say that they need to come help you now. Say to them that you will die if they do not come and help you now. When you talk, speak into this microphone and the entire galaxy will be able to hear you. One guard instructed me with a forceful tone. The guard pushed me physically and stared into my eyes with threats. 
I looked all around to see the other guards all with their eyes on me too. Everybody wanted me to do this. It was an immense amount of pressure. I felt weak. I began to say what they told me. Please, is anyone out there? Please help me. I will die if you do not come for me. Please help. It is safe. You can come down to earth now. I stated as guilt filled me. The static coming through the wavelengths were fuzzy, but they were there. I could hear a kind of alien language that they used. It sounded like a computer frequency. It also sounded like they were trying to relay a message back to me. I felt even more ashamed. Pierce? Pierce? We are here to help you. An alien crew responded. That's all that they said. And, of course, that was enough. Even though the guard tried to get me to get more information out of them, they never spoke to me again through that radar. They just came to Earth. All 500 of them. Spacecraft were everywhere. It filled up the whole sky with an eerie feel like no other. We got them right where we want them, sir. They are moving in fast. Do I have your permission to fire? One guard shouted to another. Yes, fire. Kill them all. Do it now. The man in charge yelled. The eruption from that blast was an earthquake in size. But the weird thing is that after the explosion stopped, the quake continued. All the while, a blue light filled the entire sky. The spacecrafts were covered in a nuclear plasma that smeared them with a penetrating sting. Pieces of the spacecrafts were falling off and all the way to the ground, crumbling piece by piece. Finally, the commander of the spacecrafts ordered the ships to to retreat. And even after the losses the ships sustained, they tried to leave the Earth's atmosphere. Nonetheless, the military just kept blasting them with more and more nuclear bombs. One after another, the spacecrafts began falling from the sky like falling stars. Five hundred death toll, all because of me. How could this happen? How could I do that? It was World War III, and the loss was greater than anyone could have imagined. Rumblings of falling spacecrafts and smoke filled the air. Nuclear radiation began filling the air with black, smoky vapors seething into the atmosphere and everyone's lungs. Soldiers started coughing, and so did I. It was a lethal substance in the air. Everyone started coming out with masks on their faces to protect themselves. They didn't give one to me, of course. I wondered what was happening to my other family members. Were they receiving masks to protect themselves? Suddenly, a bright light shot out of the atmosphere and into the Earth's surface. It was a laser beam that tracked its way directly to my chest. The force was so great that I fell to my knees and then onto my face. 
I was being saturated by this bright, glowing light that was coming from another planet. I couldn't breathe. I just laid there, paralyzed by the rays surging energy into my body. That was it for me. Another earthquaking sound emerged from the horizon. The site of the source of the eruption was a gigantic and massive spacecraft that must have been a hundred times the size of those 500 spacecrafts the military had just shot down. This was the mothership, and she was coming in for vengeance. Every plane, tank, and military arsenal was being prepared now at Area 51. Troops posted up at every perimeter of the compound. The missiles were being prepared to fire whenever ready. The first round came. It pounded the skies. But was it enough? The mothership didn't seem to be damaged. It didn't phase the enormous spacecraft at all. With every second, it inched closer and closer to Area 51. Then another round of nuclear missiles launched fire. Then another. The impact wasn't what the military expected. There was fear coming from every soldier as they yelled toward the hub, where the military leaders were issuing their commands. You couldn't see them from the outside, but there were eight generals of war that filled that room, with each one of them terrified from the insurmountable odds that faced them. The laser beam on me was causing me to rise and be lifted into the air. I was levitating before the mothership. I was in its sights and range, more so now than ever. I felt my breath leaving me. Then, from what I recall, my heart stopped beating. I was suspended in that bubble of light, and I wasn't breathing at all. No one knew it, and no one could save me now. The radar must have come back on, and another voice filled the atmosphere this time. It was the voice of Sean. He was taking the lead now and communicating with the mothership. A born leader, that Sean. I knew he had it in him.